0: Welcome to All Electric with Daniel Kello from EV Mojo. Good day, Daniel. How are you?
1: Yeah, good. Thanks, Chris. How are you today?
0: Not too bad. Now, today we're going to be looking at safety in EVs. Now, I think this is a very pertinent point, and uh, well, you're the expert, so I'm going to ask you a few questions. Let's let's get this one out of the way straight away. Are EVs more likely to catch fire?
1: question and one which um, there's probably a lot of a lot of news out there, particularly in the early days of Tesla, um, and a lot of it, um, unfortunately, is misinformation. And and it's gotten to the point where you know we hear it today. Like I was at a charging station the other week, and you hear someone walks by, obviously you know not not highly informed in the EV scene, and and they're like, oh, they're pointing at the car, going, so, no, oh, those things catch on fire, right? So. There's a lot of misinformation and we're gonna, we're gonna, we're just gonna hit this one on the head today and, and I'll rattle off a couple of stats with the, with a recent study that was conducted from the NTSB. So for those that know the NTSB, the National Transportation Safety Board, and they essentially look into all these air crash investigations, vehicle uh, crashes, any sort of transport crash and they and basically pull the stats to get to the bottom of it and, what they analysed was, they analysed car fires, so per 100,000 cars sold. So for every 100,000 cars sold, petrol and diesel cars caught on There was 1,500 vehicles that caught on fire. Uh For hybrid, it's 3,500. So you're twice as likely to be involved in a car fire if you're in a hybrid than if you're in a petrol or diesel car. A lot of people don't realise that but that's the case. And EVs is not 3,500 or above, it's only 25. So, it's not just a little bit less, it's substantially less. To put that into perspective, you're about 200 times less likely to be involved in a car fire if you purchase an EV. Um, and that's just, that's just, you know, phenomenal, those stats. It just goes to show you that what you're reading and news, um, you, need, you need to question. A lot of it is, um, obviously there because the traditional car makers are threatened by, um by EV. So, you know, the minute one catches on fire, uh, let's flood the news and make it sound like they're all catching on fire, but the statistics show otherwise.
0: Yeah, very, very good point there, mate. Well, I suppose that really does lead on to our second point. What about crash resistance? How do EVs fare in an accident?
1: Yeah, good question. I mean, we know EVs have um, you know better technology in relation to crash avoidance. Um, overall, they're less. You got less of a chance of getting involved in an accident, and a lot of the reason for that is. Also, the lower centre of gravity, because you've got the the battery pack um, at the bottom of the vehicle, it it really grounds the weight of that vehicle. So, um, you know, sudden cornering, sudden turns, uh, you know, the car's going to be a lot more planted and not wobble around. Um, Obviously, there's advanced technologies, but, you know, data has shown that the Model Y, for instance, which is an SUV, has the lowest chance of rollover out of any similar side SUV on the planet, so you know we're talking about comparing a petrol-powered or a diesel-powered SUV, uh, like let's say a Porsche Macan, or you know you've got a Toyota Rav4 or something like that. Um, you know when you when you rock when you try to roll over those vehicles, you'll have a better chance of rolling them over than the a Model Y, and that's because once again the lower centre of gravity, the advanced technologies, um, and there's videos on YouTube that show this, and it's just absolutely insane to watch where you see this, you know. SUV being thrown around and it just hugs that road, so much safer in that in that regard. Um, overall, the EVs have a much more technologically advanced chassis and, and safety uh, technology behind
0: them. Well, I suppose that really leads to our third point, and that is about the batteries. Of course, people are nervous about sitting on a great big battery pack. Is it safe to be sitting on such a large battery pack, or is there danger there?
1: Um, yeah, look, another really good question because once again, you know, you see sort of videos of people's phones catching on fire and uh, oh, you know, they got burnt, they end up in hospital and then they think, Well, this is, you know, hundreds of times bigger uh in your car and you're sitting on it but it's um it's a very different technology, I mean, to, to put it into perspective the battery that's in your in your smartphone is worth a, you know, a couple of bucks, a few dollars, maybe ten dollars at the most, uh, on a wholesale perspective and the, the car that sits, the battery that sits in an EV is worth about 20K. So uh, it, it, that money goes into the technology, into the, into the quality of the battery and into the protection that battery has. So people believe that these batteries will be toxic and dangerous, and it's, it couldn't be further from the truth. I mean, they're fully sealed, and they present little to no risk, unlike petrol, which is highly flammable. So, you know, they're surrounded by protective materials, which make them very strong. And those materials, uh, are what also add to the rigidity of a vehicle as well and the, and the structure of that vehicle. So, you know, the life of an EV battery can be, say, 10 to 20 years. And there's also second life applications, uh, for that battery. So even once that battery, uh, comes out of that vehicle, it pre- it, uh, it presents very little risk to the environment or very little risk to waste because it gets used again for, um, you know, using on, let's say, house batteries or wind farms or something like that. And even at the end of that life, uh, the the precious metals can get recovered and something like 98% of the battery can actually get recovered and recycled once at the end of life, which would be 20, 30, 40 years later.
0: Daniel, I think what you've done uh, in our segment today is you've answered a lot of questions, but you've also settled a lot of nerves, I would think. Now, I know EV Major provides EV product comparisons guides and advice. Now, if our listeners want to find out more, how do they do that with EV Mojo?
1: Yeah, look, just jump on EVmojo.com, have a look around, you can subscribe, and uh, yeah, we'll just have some information on there for for people who are looking at uh, EVs.
0: I think EV Mojo do a great job in this ever-increasing age of electric cars. Daniel, a very, very big thank you to you for your expertise, for EV Mojo, for allowing you to be part of the team here, and just just the knowledge that uh, you bring to us about electric vehicles which can be quite often shrouded in, uh, in misinformation.
1: <laughs> Definitely, and yeah, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure to uh, to be on and, and share some of this, uh, some of this information with uh, with everyone here today.